Smarties, have you ever wondered what is the best way to set the stage for success at moments of transition? Right now, we are all starting a brand new semester, and we wanted to share what we do at the start of a new semester or a new school year. And we are sharing our principles for establishing success for the next little bit of time. Smarties, welcome to the Learn Smarter podcast. If you are interested in our group coaching program, Learn Smarter Pro is currently accepting applications. In Learn Smarter Pro, we go over all the principles of establishing yourself as a new business owner, the way to get your name out there, and we connect you with like-minded, supportive other educational therapists and learning specialists who are so giving and want to support the group. So if you are interested, go to our website, learnsmarterpodcast.com, click on the link for Learn Smarter Pro, and we'd be so excited to welcome you there in February of 2022. Now let's talk about how to set the stage for success. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 189 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And this is Elliot. Yeah, we're joined <laughs> by Elliot. <laughs> We had childcare plans that fell through, meaning my husband had something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to record. So if you hear him, that's because he's here. Well, and he has opinions. He has opinions. He can't hear anything because I'm wearing the headphones. Yeah. He smiled and made bubbles. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. That's his contribution. So today, we want to talk about how to set the stage for success. So we know that. Everybody is starting the school year and starting a new semester. We love getting clients around this time because we can really make an impact at the beginning of a semester. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to just talk about some of the things that we are thinking about anytime you're starting fresh, whether that's start of a semester, start of a new year, start of summer. These are all things that we think about in that transitional period. Right, Steph? It's a good time to... Pay attention to future goals and reflect on former goals. Yep. So right off the bat, we're talking about goal setting. We've talked a lot about goal setting on the podcast. We really, really believe in the power of writing things down and going over that with your clients. So as a family, goal setting is a wonderful thing. As an individual, goal setting is really wonderful. But then it's not just about setting the goals, but also revisiting them Mm -hmm. as time goes on. So we talk about goal setting in episode 38. Obviously, we will link that in the show notes if you want to learn more about SMART goals, because it's not just about setting a goal, but it's also about giving a time deadline to it as well. Meaningful goals that are measurable and that are going to be appropriate. Don't set a goal that's so lofty that you can't actually achieve it in the time period you're looking at. And this goal isn't for the next 10 years. It could be this week. It could be this month. It could be this semester. Whatever works for your learner or your family, it is important to make the goal with that in mind about what kind of time frame you should really be looking at and how the goal can relate in time. So saying, oh, I'll just get all A's next year, 
that is not a measurable goal in a specific amount of time. Right. And it doesn't have an action plan. Exactly. There has to be a plan associated with it. Yeah. And it needs to be something that you revisit with your clients consistently and with your family consistently. Yep. What's the next thing we're sort of thinking about? Family meetings. Yeah, we love a family meeting. Yeah, we do. We do. And family meetings can be formal or informal. My mother was notorious for having family meetings in the car. Okay. I decided to partake in that exact practice when I was raising children. Kids. (laughs) Not my own, but other people's. (laughs) And I would have these meetings in the car because there was nowhere for them to go. So... We would have these meetings, and Cheryl Hirsch, she's a parent coach, she joined us on episode 129, and she talks about family meetings, and I think that it doesn't have to be all bad things. It can be great things. It can be adjusting. It can be talking, checking in, just having conversations about where everybody's at, where everybody's going, where everybody has been is really important. We will link that episode in the show notes as well. Another thing you should be thinking about at the start of a new school year is how you are going to partner with the school. We have talked a lot about productive collaboration and productive school partnership. In fact, I think I want to do another episode on collaboration coming up. Steph and I will talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But partnering with the school in an effective way is really, really critical. And it is especially important to honor, especially when you have learners who are in middle school and high school, to honor the fact that your child is one of several and not one of like 25 or 30 or however many are in their elementary school class and figuring out what works best for the person that you are partnering with. We always say as the educational therapist, it is incumbent upon us to communicate in a way that is meaningful and effective for the other person. Mm -hmm. We do not want to create more work with a teacher, with an administrator. We want to make things easy because when we make things easy, we make it easier for our client too. We get our needs met too. So that might be part of your goals. It might be looking at what worked when you were partnering this last semester and what didn't and what can you change or how are you going to change it and see what works. The next thing is checking in with your systems. We love a good systems conversation. Yeah. So we use systems for time, for things. There's paper, there's digital, there's all kinds of systems. And being aware of the systems that you have and what works for you or your learner is really important because it mitigates anxiety. Knowing what you have to do, when you have to do it. And what you need once you get there. Important. That's why we start with our middle school and high school students in cap ed therapy, and really with our elementary age students too, with systems and stuff. I think you do too at your practice. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to start with systems. You have to get a sense of where they're at and then where they're going. I use the metaphor all the time that you use. It's like you can't get in the car and drive unless you know where you're destination is. I mean, some people do. (laughs) (laughs) The systems are the roads, right? The destination is target. Well, listen, you can either listen to Google or you can just try to figure it out yourself. And sometimes listening to Google can be extremely helpful. Can I share a funny story and then have a chance to tell you stuff? 
Yeah. I wanted to buy Elliot just now. This is not the story I wanted to share, but I wanted to buy (laughs) Elliot like those shoe socks, those socks that look like shoes. I'm like, Steph, I have looked and I'm not kidding, Steph. I looked. And of course she went and Googled it. And I literally was Googling baby socks that look like shoes. And she wrote baby socks like sneakers and it came right up. So sometimes you just need a Steph in your life is what I'm saying. (laughs) But The story I wanted to share about systems is I have a family member and I was recently around him and I may or may not have trapped him in the car listening to our episode on calendaring. And so I employed two of these things, the family meeting in the car and goal setting (laughs) and, and like forcing him to listen about systems. And I was with him last week and he walked over to say to his mom, hey, I'm going to be working. They just gave me a shift. And he told her verbally the date and time of the shift or whatever. And she's like, okay. And I looked at him and I was like, did you write it on your calendar? And he goes, no, it automatically goes on there. And I went, uh, uh, uh. and he goes, look, and he pulls out his phone because I don't believe him when he says that anytime something's automated, I like to question it. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out his phone. He goes, look, they already have a Google calendar set up. And so it automatically gets put on mine when I've been assigned a shift. And I said, but what about everybody else's? He goes, I don't know. Their program, it doesn't show me everybody else's. I only see mine. I'm like, ah, I like the way that this is being run. And I said, just make sure everything else needs to be on your calendar. And then we made a plan for all the cousins to get together, which is happening next week. And I looked at him, like my brother and I were writing it on our own calendars. And I looked at him and he goes, Look, I already wrote it. <laughs> so That's hilarious. I'm so proud of him. I've coached him up. He's going to college. He's going to kill it because he writes it all down. Yep, yep. Elliot's learning all about it. The next one is the physical system, the physical way that you're organizing your stuff. Where does your backpack live? Where do the things inside your backpack live? We've done this. We love a good backpack map. If you haven't listened to episode 16, first of all, forgive us. We are much better at episode 189 than we were at episode 16. But some of our critical episodes are those early ones because they were like, oh, we got to get this out there, right, Steph? For sure. And so the backpack map is basically you're drawing out where everything is going to live in your backpack. And when you're creating a physical system, remember that simplicity is happiest. Do you hear Elliot making mm-hmm. bubbles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Simplicity is the easiest way. You don't need a backpack that has... Okay. <laughs> oh, he just grabbed the mic, guys. <laughs> he grabbed the mic. Okay. Eat your fingers. He... What else would you like to say? <laughs> you don't need a backpack that has a million pockets. No. And you know what, stuff? It's so funny because in my baby bag for Elliot, I got a backpack. And guess what? A million pockets, and Adam doesn't know where anything is. You know what I need to do? Make a map. I need to draw a backpack map for him so he knows where things are and how to, like, set. Genius. I hadn't even thought about that. By the way, those are happy sounds. (laughs) Okay. He's a little hot mess right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Smarties. We just want to remind you that the doors to Learn Smarter Pro are opening. 
If you are on our waitlist for Learn Smarter Pro, you will have received an invitation to apply and the doors will open for waitlist Smarties on January 3rd. We will then have open enrollment for everybody else who didn't make it onto our waitlist starting January 10th. The final day we will accept applications will be January 21st, 2022. And then, of course, Learn Smarter Pro starts on February 1st. If you are not familiar, Learn Smarter Pro is our group coaching program for professionals who are interested in starting or growing or pivoting their practice. We give you all the behind the scenes tips and tricks. We offer a fantastic Facebook group that has immediate access to Steph and I, and you get the real luxury of finding like-minded professionals. And we hear this all the time. Maybe you'll find your Steph. Maybe you'll find your Rach. We don't know. So come join us in Learn Smarter Pro. If you want to get on our wait list, go to www.learnsmarterpodcast and click on the Learn Smarter Pro link or just email us at Rachel and Staff at LearnSmarterPodcast.com. We can't wait to get to know you better and welcome you into our program. So the other thing that you and I are big advocates of, particularly with students who struggle with executive functioning, and at this point, don't they all? let's be real, is a check-in and check-out system. So we created one in episode 136. And it's a way of letting every student know, every learner know where to start and where to finish and how to sort of set themselves up for success for the next time. Yeah, I was going to say the check-in and check-out system is really what do you need and then where do you need to put it when you're done with it so you can have it again when you need it in a nutshell. Another reminder that we love, and we've said it before, and we will say it again in future episodes, homework is not done until it's turned in, until the teacher has it. Homework isn't actually done until it is turned in, whether that's electronically or physically in the classroom. Here's the thing. I don't know how many times, maybe daily, I'll have a student that says, oh, I did that. And then the conversation goes to, but did you turn it in? (laughs) And then it goes to, "Uh uh-huh. Then it goes to, yeah, I turned it in. (laughs) Then the question becomes, how? Yep. Oh, online. Can I see that? I mean, it's literally the same thing every time. Oh, I forgot to press turn in. Okay, why don't you do that right now? Okay. Now it's actually turned in. Same conversation over and over and over and over again. Yes. And I will remind you, know the learner. Know your child. Know your client. If they are prone to turning in a blank Google Doc Mm -hmm. because they want to show you that they've completed, but they actually haven't done it, you need to actually download it or click into it and look. (laughs) We've been to that movie before. I've watched that TV show, as Steph says. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I've been to that movie. Mm-hmm. 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 I've seen it quite a few times. So, yeah, know if they're the ones that just absentmindedly think that they turned it in, but they actually forgot. What I want everyone to know is that learners aren't doing this out of spite or on purpose or they're consciously making a choice. Their brain tells them that they have done it. So you need to have a system and have them learn how to double check 
it's really important because that's the difference of getting full points or throwing money away, not getting the full points. Mm-hmm. And Steph, what's the last thing we think about in terms of setting the stage for success? Just making sure that everyone's on the same page, making sure the team knows each other and is communicating and everybody knows what everybody's purpose is and how everybody's going to help and do their job to make things easier for the learner. So if you need to get reacquainted or reintroduce or there have been any changes, make sure that you're doing that so that everybody knows their role and how to help each other. And remember, if you have made the decision to work on accountability, and that is the goal, and the learner knows that that's the goal, because oftentimes that's the goal, make sure everybody on the team knows that. Because part of accountability is establishing consequences and establishing rewards. Sometimes, as we've talked about, teachers need reminders that it's okay to mark them off on points. And parents, they will be fine when this happens because it will teach them long term. So when we have those really loving teachers that just want to bend over backwards to help your client, especially when the kid is super likable, which our clients are super likable, we need sometimes a reminder that, hey, there are consequences when things are turned in late and there are consequences when certain things that we're working on happen. So everybody needs to be on the same page in those moments because we all know who we can get away with what with, right? Yeah. And remember, I just want to throw out there that, you know, you can partner with a teacher to work up to that. And it doesn't have to be all assignments. It could be one or it could be once a week or it could be whatever it looks like. Get creative. And go listen to our client success story, Annie. We'll link that episode in the show notes. I know that episode has really resonated with a lot of parents that I'm speaking to at CalPet Therapy Group, and we create that accountability for her. And one of the ways we did that was through collaboration with our school and with our team. So go listen to that episode if you're curious more about how you can incrementally work your way up to that. Steph, what would you add? (laughs) Have a great week. Have a great week, Smarties.